ever get a guy a hickey on his dick from just like going at it? Do Haley? that. I haven't. Oh. <laughs> I did look at you when I said it. I'm not really sure like, why. Hmm. No. We're all just a couple of gays doing our best. Are we stupid? A trio? What is, what is, Are you no. trying to think of the word of a trio? What's more than a couple? Because a there's crowd. Like, Three's a crowd. Three's a crowd. Girl, that's a saying. That's not okay. like science. A few. A few. A few good men. A few, few good gays. Few, few good, good gays. gays. Give me the dick. You can't handle the <laughs> dick. <laughs> beyond beyond a reasonable, I don't know. Oh, beyond I, I a see. reasonable bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I know only beyond reasonable bottoms. So I feel like most it. of the bottoms I know are not reasonable. Exactly. I think we found our cold intro. <laughs> That's it. Let's do the oh, show. Oh, we should do the actual. Let's thing. do the show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then, right, yeah. Right, right. Okay. Hi everybody! Hey guys! I'm Zach and I'm Haley and, and we're, we're not, not together. together. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, uh, we just want to do a quick shout out because um, yes. you guys have been listening to this for like ideally you've been binging this for the past what 27, 28 episodes at this point, Who something knows? like that. All of this is edited by our beautiful, beautiful friend Josh Perkins. He's Josh, right over here, and he's the best smirking. Josh Perkins smirking. Smirkin Perkins. Smir- oh, um, old Smirkin Perkins yeah, over here. Uh, he he does an incredible job, especially in that last D&D episode that you guys listened to. Um, I, like a lot of uh, D&D podcasts don't do as much like sound effects and like music work that Josh did. And we're just. It was su- awesome. Just super grateful. That was all him. It wasn't us. Yeah. Like we obviously we had like ideas, but like Josh put yeah. it all together and like brought all the music in, brought all the sound effects in and made that episode amazing, which yeah. was like above and beyond. The what only reason we would ask him to do so. Yeah. Thanks the only again. reason we sound like we know what we're talking about it is all is because Josh puts it together in a nice way. Uh, anyway, that's yeah. about it. Thank you, Josh. All right, we love you. We love you. All right, <laughs> he's right over there. He's blushing. Uh, Smirkin Perkins. Uh, oh, Smirkin Perkins. We gotta get you a jersey <laughs> that says that. It's number uh, sixty-nine. Oh, <laughs> Smirkin Perkins. Um, so uh, a couple episodes ago, we uh, we talked a little bit about religion, mostly Catholicism, uh, growing up gay right. in Christianity and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Haley, you grew up in kind of a Lutheran house, Catholic light. Cat, diet Catholic, diet yes. Catholic, yeah. Um, I uh, grew up atheist, but mm-hmm. my, my grandparents and all the outside family was Lutheran or Catholic. Um, so I had a little of that, that outside influence. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our guest today, uh, Seth, Seth Daniels. Hey, Seth. Hello, you can talk. Oh, hey, guys. It's allowed. <laughs> um, uh, Seth is a uh, actor and personality. Uh, he reached out to us because uh, he was like, hey, that was a good episode. What about Jewish stuff? And we were like, <laughs> what yes. about the we were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the what was that one that one movie with Oyve? The uh, fuck, what was it in in the fake? Oh, films. in the fake movies yeah. you made. A lesbian something lesbians it, like wait closet assassins Cla- Oyve. yeah lesbian assassins Oyve? <laughs> it's, something it's like incredible that. we'll have to ask clark yeah we'll have to ask clark we're working on the movie with her it's gonna be <laughs> grinlit and be very soon so keep out look out for that yeah. uh, but anyway yeah so we talked about a lot about you know that side of things right. um and i know you you know you grew up uh jewish and gay um and have a, that's a totally different experience um for one 
you know, Catholicism is very fire and brimstone and very, if you're gay, you're going to hell. But what's, what was your experience growing up? Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I now live in Los Angeles, but yeah, I grew up in just outside of Memphis, Tennessee in a little small town called Collierville. Um, Collierville. Yeah. Mm. And so like I was, I was born and raised in Tampa, but I moved to Tampa, Florida. That, yeah. Oh, What's so good? you're a Florida girl too. Me too, girl. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Brandon, I went to Brandon Academy. Brandon. <laughs> but like, I, what is happening I, here? Oh so my sparks. Oh my god. People know about Brandon. I'm like, what? Well, it's funny because everyone from Brandon says they're from Tampa because most everyone people, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone from Collierville says they're from Memphis. Like, what are you going to do? Explain Brandon exactly. and Collierville. And everyone right, from right. Doylestown says they're from Philly, where I'm from. See? So, so there now you go. hopefully everybody who listens is from one of those three places. <laughs> yes. And, and they, they, can, and they relate. can relate. We've broadened yeah. our demo by yeah. like seven people. <laughs> Got <laughs> it. Did you ever go, what, where high school did you go to? I went, I didn't go to high school there. I moved when I was eight. Oh, gotcha, So I went to gotcha. Brandon Academy for like elementary gotcha. moved fourth grade anyway yeah so like i grew up <laughs> in a very jewish household in um in florida like as a kid i was my family helped start a um a synagogue that like we congregation beth shalom this Woo-hoo. was in florida this was in florida yeah um and when i was really little like it was a 10 family syn- uh, congregation and we were actually using a church and just on friday nights because we didn't have our own building oh, and wow. they would oh. let us do that and it was really nice and i remember that like shortly before we moved maybe a year before we actually raised enough money that we were able to build our own synagogue and we had we went from 10 families to 100 families and that was something that like my family was yeah that was a a big deal and my family worked was really involved with them especially my dad who's like the treasurer for a while and like it was just a huge part of of my childhood and I it's funny because I was telling somebody recently about this saying how I remember like my mom's side of family is actually Methodist so I grew up in like a I want to say like by by religious household but like it was there um did she have to convert she didn't have to and she didn't but like she she wasn't a religious person when she married my dad like it's an interesting story she said Mm -hmm. she didn't have a relationship with god at the time and she really loved my dad and like he wanted to have jewish kids so she was like sure whatever love you let's do it yeah and so we were raised very jewish and my mom adapted and more or less became a jewish mother jewish is very jewish um not orthodox but still had to go to services so (laughs) (laughs) i didn't have to wear a a yarmulke or a kippah like all day every day but like had to go knew the prayers had to be bar mitzvah Mm -hmm. etc um anyway so my jewishness was super involved in my life like when i was little and it wasn't until i moved like i didn't know people weren't jewish actually when i was really little i remember asking my mom like our is her sister my aunt it's like is she jewish no and i went through like every member of her family is natalie jewish is alec jewish She's like no nobody's jewish i (laughs) didn't understand that because you were so also involved with with the synagogue you guys created that that's those are the people i knew knew mostly jewish people yeah and so i just was shocked there were non-jews i didn't really get it um, and so when I moved to Tennessee, wow, did I get it. Um, <laughs> oh my God. No. Wow, we. Because Tennessee. I yeah. was like eight or nine when I moved. But luckily, they love gay people there, right? <laughs> oh, yes, that saved <laughs> me. <laughs> they totally forgot about the Jewish thing. Uh, not. But so when I moved to Tennessee, it just became a lot about um, my Jewishness became tokenizing um, at best oh, no. and kind of discriminatory at worst. I remember like oh. some of my best friends in fourth and fifth grade, like my, my good friend, I won't say his name, but like he told me specifically, and this was like a lot of what I got was really like backhanded um, prejudice where it was like mm-hmm. they genuinely were trying to save me. They really thought that like they were doing me a favor by like offering to save me or bringing me to Mm -hmm. church and like you know if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your savior like you'll burn in hell and it's like weird things to say to a fourth grader like right cannot comprehend I I, like 
it, they really believe that. Like they it, mean it's such it. A, yeah. It's hard to be mad at them because well, you're just like, girl, chill. It, it's it's yeah. it, this is, and it's this incredible thing that it sort of like canonizes the that believer on that side in that because if they go out and they say like, hey, I'm here to save you, and they're rejected, then they go back to the congregation stronger because you're the people that I trust and you're right. the people that, that get me it's it's weird it's it it's, it's a feedback not, loop it's weird it it's, is. it's not even about it's, it's honestly yeah. it's not even about actually bringing people in it's more about just like solidifying those people well, it's, um, it, no really... it's definitely about bringing well, I mean, people they think, in they, I mean they think it is I mean, but, but like it, it more just strengthens the resolve of those people who think that they're trying to actually help people you right. know, does that make sense right. like, I'm gonna like come back to that yeah. point because there's something I want to compare the differences of like well, the religions but right because yeah, yeah, yeah. the difference between actually generally trying to help people and just trying to say oh you're wrong and I'm I'm right. I believe that they think they're trying to help people. I believe that that's think? a weird aspect of Christianity is that throughout history of Christianity, they have always believed that like it should cross borders. Everyone should be Christian. It's important to change other people's minds yeah. to become Christians, no matter if you speak yeah. English or not. Like everyone had to be Christian. And what I thought mm-hmm. was interesting the is that Spanish Inquisition was just a big mus- miscommunication. Oh, the Crusades too. Just, <laughs> just all a mistake. Just oopsie. But oopsie it's interesting because Jewish, uh, uh, like Jews or Jewishness as a religion, mm-hmm. um, it's interesting because I compare it to the other religions and I like to differentiate because because Judaism actually is one of the only religions that has no intention of spreading. No Jews have ever yes. tried to go to other countries yeah. and be like, you should be Jew. In fact, it's the opposite in the sense that if you're a Jewish person, like born into a Jewish lineage family and decide to not be religiously Jewish, you're still Jewish. Yeah. Like by ethnicity, by your blood, like Hitler would still call you Jewish and still be pissed. Right. I was so. going to ask you about that because it's one of the religions that it, where I actually have a lot of Jewish friends, but most of my Jewish friends are culturally right. Jewish rather than religiously. A lot of Americans tend to be Jewish. more secular. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, that's, that's one like, interesting distinction as far it as like is. religion there's actually like a, i was watching a video recently i can't remember who made it um if i can think of it i'll, I'll share it with you guys but it's somebody was talking about how they were saying judaism is not a religion and the reason it's not a religion is because religions trans uh transition through borders and that judaism itself was the only reason it became this like religion religion is because jews were kicked out of israel and through the diaspora had to maintain their culture and their identity right. and had to create a sense of like laws or rules amongst like what made them them and that became some of like a somewhat of a religious text where it was like, this is what we have to do to maintain our culture and our community since we're literally not allowed to be anywhere ever for any length of time. Mm-hmm. And so it became more of a religion in the sense that like we believe it and we, we use prayers and we talk about God. But like when you dig into Judaism and compare it to like the other religions like Islam or Christianity or something like the big ones, it, it's it's incredibly different in how they believe that what makes someone Jewish or like what you're supposed to do with your religion in relation to people who are not Jewish. Christians believe you're supposed to make people Christians. You're supposed to right. like save people. And Islamists believe the same thing. Like you're supposed to bring people into Islam. Right. And like, if you don't like you're an infidel, like, you know, like they, there's very much a you and us and you should be one of us or you're a bad guy type thing. Yeah. Right. Or like the promising of salvation or right. damnation. In, in, in and the, Jews don't yeah. really have like, yeah. good luck asking a rabbi what happens when you die. Cause they're not going <laughs> to give you a straight answer. That sounds, like, it, it does by the way, that sounds great. It, it does. does. It's fine. It Ambiguity is fine with me. Well, <laughs> it, it sounds like like Judaism sounds a lot more like being Armenian or Mexican than than it does being <laughs> like, than it does being like Christian. I know what or you mean. Like yes. Muslim in the sense that it's just like it is an identity. It's like who we it's are. A community. It's a community. community. Yeah, but it's not necessarily like. 
I'm going to impose my will on and you. I don't want to. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm very I'm very involved in like Jewish everything. I'm, I'm a Zionist and I'm a really big on Israel. And like, I'm very aware that there are Orthodox Jewish people who do not align with what I just said. And they are not the majority. They're That's a true. huge sure, minority. Sure, 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 sure. But even still, like those people believe in more of an exclusivity in versus like making other people come into it like to get over to the actual topic of like Jewishness and gayness um, within the Jewish religion like I went to spot which is a a very 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 religious city in Israel where a lot of people go to just like study Torah and like you do not do anything else Um, and though I actually spoke to someone who's in rabbinical studies and and asked him like what's y'all's thing on gays and he basically (laughs) told me more or less we don't hate gay people we don't value their lack of contribution to Jewish identity. Like, they they making, can't make babies. Yeah, they're not making more You people. can't make more Jews. Gotcha. But you lack that. And that's the most important aspect of, you know, Jewishness, like to make more Jews, Qu- to Jews like, to continue. I mean, quick question. Gotcha. Like what what would be their their stance on the, the fact that like, you know, a gay couple could yeah, adopt um, I think that that gets a little bit confusing that's, because that's a very confusing. modern thing. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. You're but right. it's interesting. I'll give you this. Like in Israel, I'm getting married in Israel in two months on September mm-hmm. 27th to my Israeli fiance. Congratulations. Thank you so Congrats. much. Oh my God, thanks. Yeah. Stop it. Keep going. <laughs> so um, when, when are our invites coming? Oh, they're actually being mailed out today. No <laughs> okay. joke. I'm mailing them out. Um, but no, it's uh, one interesting thing is that like Israel is a very, very progressive country. It's the only democracy in the Middle East and it's very pro-gays, like very pro-LGBT. But what's really fascinating is that because they're a religious state and they are the Jewish state, there's this complication of like the rabbinical side of their government, which kind of dictates whether or not certain things can happen legally. So it's it gets a little convoluted. And with that, they recognize gay marriages that are legally um, officiated in other nations. They do not... Oh actually officiate gay marriages legally in Israel. So when you get married in Israel, yeah. it technically won't be official? We will already have been legally married in the here. States. Got Got so that we can go there and have the wedding. So you go to so do the, the ceremony. Thing. Exactly. So you do like be... a courthouse thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but it's because they'll recognize it legally. Then you can go there and be equal to everybody else. But because mm. of that religious aspect, which I do not All these strange love, loopholes. Yeah, yeah, it's really bizarre. It's they super won't be the annoying. ones who legalize yeah. it. Right. And uh, which is fine i don't need them to legalize i just need to respect yeah. me yeah. um yeah. and and they will but no it's it's <laughs> it's just really interesting and because of that like there, there is that complication of like they don't necessarily have issues with gay people but at the same time it's not it's not as clear cut and dry as a lot of people who like go to tel aviv pride and are like yes they love the gays i'm like they absolutely do you'll never get pushed off a building there you'll never have like your family threatened like nothing bad will happen to you for being gay but like there are restrictions because of the religious aspect of the government right for sure got you yeah because interesting i mean and it's as much as we like to pretend that our government isn't ruled by religion, it kind of is. It's influenced of nothing else. If, absolutely. If at the we've very got, least, it's We've influenced. got God on our money. Well, <laughs> so, what like, is it? I'm sorry. What country, what place in the entire existence of the planet that you could like travel to in a, a first, second, third world country right. that isn't influenced by religion? I don't bit. know, but yeah. if you find it, let me know. Yeah, girl, yeah if like, you could, again, our email is nottogetherpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Let us know let because us know. I would love to go. Actually, those there. are the islands that yeah, Homeboy got that, murdered on that, for trying to go. <laughs> that <laughs> island that they always say that let's put those gay people on, if you know where that exists. I oh, would love to go to that island. Put, a, put us there. If I can have a pina colada yeah. and Mykonos. a bunch of gays. So in Tennessee, though, would you, yeah. would growing 
growing up, would you find you more persecuted for being gay or for being Jewish? Um, I would say that they went hand in hand. Um, I think that the difference between my Christian gay friends was that if you were gay and Christian, your gayness was the only thing that was relevant. So like mm-hmm. you struggled with being gay within your community. Um, but because I was a Jewish gay person, I struggled Double to trouble. be anything yeah. in my community. Uh-huh. And was well, you didn't have that, that group of like cuz I didn't have home, a Jewish community. community. I didn't again. in Tennessee like there actually it's funny cuz there is the largest I believe I, don't, I hope I'm not wrong but it's one of the if not the largest secular like a uh, reformed Jewish uh congregation in the country Temple Israel and in Memphis and I went there that's where I was bar mitzvahed mm-hmm. and I did not enjoy it. I did not like <laughs> the Jewish community there. It was just, it was more like, and this is bad. I'm sorry. I love, I, I love Jews, but it was like old money Jews. So there was just a lot of this like air of I'm better than you. And you know, you just moved here. So we don't even know you. And like, mm-hmm-hmm, and it just oh, wasn't they were my French Jews. Yes. French Jews. <laughs> um, they were just very hoity toity. Uh, they were just very, uh, they made it very clear. I wasn't one of them. Yeah. And so I didn't have my Jewish, people i didn't have my christian people on my side and i definitely didn't have my straights that were just like we don't care that must have been very alienating it was um for a long time i thought my jewishness was like because it was tokenized and when you're a kid and being seth the attention was all that i cared about um i used to give hanukkah presentations like every single holiday season from like fourth grade to my senior or freshman year Mm -hmm. and i thought that was cool until in the eighth grade a friend of mine who, not a friend of mine, a cool kid I really wanted to like me. Um, <laughs> that sorry. is such an important high school distinction. It is. But um, I appreciate you recognizing. <laughs> no, and, absolutely. Because yeah. <laughs> at the time I was like, please love me. Yeah. But he drew up, and this is something that I, I will never forget, and it, it still like haunts me a little bit and just like reminds me that you have to acknowledge this stuff and that like Jews can't just be looked at as like a, a non-minority group or a non-oppressed class or like somebody who just needs to like be quiet because like, you know, y'all aren't suffering in right. the way that yeah. we acknowledge suffrage now is right. that I w- he drew a picture of me sucking a dick, mm. wearing a yarmulke. And mm. I thought that was so, at the time I was just like, why though? Like why the why the yamaka? Like it did it didn't add to the picture. It didn't. You're so obsessed with me. Yeah, it was, it was just. So, and at the time, like I just remember being like, "That's weird." And now, the more I look back at it, I was like, "What? The that is fuck? extremely like, strange." Why is my Jewishness just so relevant to my breathing, my existence? Like my town made it so important that my Jewishness be known. Like I remember my librarian at my school in elementary school when I first moved there was reading all the names on the on the list, like you know, roll call, and she got to my name and couldn't say. My last name, my real last name is Rabinowitz. Don't tell anybody. Mm. Um, and <laughs> Don't worry, this isn't being recorded yeah, at all. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but or pronounced like Rabinovich. It'll be between us. Rabinovich. Rabinovich is the the like Russian I was gonna, like translation. I was gonna say that sounds very Russian. Yeah, yeah. it's where my family comes from. It gotcha. means fiddler on the roof. <laughs> Oh my god, real quick tangent, my fiance is so funny, English is his third language, and every time he tries to reference Fiddler on the Roof, he just like gets it wrong and always calls it Toddler on the Roof, (laughs) (laughs) and I cannot tell you how much joy that brings me, every single time I guffaw, it was just so great. Can I pinch his fucking cheeks? Please, he's so Get that that Toddler off the roof. (laughs) Every time he says that, I'm like, what is he doing on there? There shouldn't be a Toddler on the Roof. To be fair... It is hard to balance as a toddler on the roof. Mm. That might be a better metaphor. It might be. It might be. You know what? Maybe toddler we do a restaging. Is that? 
Like Holy a toddler it. on the roof. And the baby just falls yeah, off the roof and dies, Zach. It's hey, really... have you seen Fiddler on the Roof? That's kind of the plot. <laughs> right. Like it's they get fucked. It's not great. Shocking. If Jews I were get a rich fucked. man. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. The toddler fell off the roof. Why did we do that? <laughs> the end. Anyway, Seth. Oh yeah. Anyway, so the librarian <laughs> at my school was just like reading all the names. She got to mine. It was like Rabnowskinston, and uh, I raised my hand. I was like, it's Rabinowitz in the sassy, like, gay voice that I've always had. And mm. she was like, oh, I'm very sorry. Her name was Mrs. Uh, for the sake of this podcast, her name is Mrs. Jones. Don't worry, um, she doesn't listen. Her name is Mrs. <laughs> Driver. She's probably dead now, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's like 60 then. Uh, it was only like 12 years ago. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so she uh, she was reading off the names and she couldn't get mine. And she was like, and I told her, like, it's Rabinowitz. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We don't have names like that around <gasps> here. We have names like Smith, Jones, and Drivers. She listed her wow. own last name as, like, an example of names we have around here. And I've never met anyone else with her last name. And I just, it was just so palatable all the time. Palpable, not palatable. Palpable, the, like, you're not like us vibe. Right. Yeah. It was constant, incessant. And wow. I was always can on the I, defense. Can I ask you something? Please. As I'm sure one of the very few gay kids at the... In at this school, one of three out in high school. I think maybe five, considering who came out after, mm-hmm. which I Woof. called. I knew, but go ahead. <laughs> you always do. But I'm just wondering, do. like, yeah. did they associate like, especially because, and then they also they had very few gay kids, but I'm sure they also had very few Jewish kids. Less. I was like one even of two. less, right? So was it like they were they did they associate Judaism with queerness or vice versa? No, I think you're giving them too much intelligence. Okay. Um, you're giving them too much like full rounded character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Haley, um, you idiot. No, I think it was more just like I'm trying to think like a dumbass. Right. And uh, they're I just guess trying not. to lump it all together. Like they just made it. It made it easier for them to hate me for being gay and just attack on the Jewish thing because it was just there. Right. But like. Equally, the two were things they didn't understand. So I think that they were they were both absolute options for just reasons to pick on someone. Like I don't understand those things, therefore let me throw them at you all the time. Got mm-hmm. you, got yeah. you. But but you don't think they came to the conclusion that no. like all Jews are gay or all gays are Jews? No, that kind of no, thing, right? I don't think yeah. they gave it. That Wait, much well, thought. hold on a second. Is that not the case? <laughs> that's great. There are a lot of gay Jews, but like, oh. of yeah. course, yeah, it's because they're accepted, so they come out. It's, <laughs> right. oh, try it, Christians, or at least a little bit. Yeah, Christians, at least, at least take, Muslims, try it. Try take it. note, <laughs> God take damn note. it, please, for the love of God, everybody, try it. <laughs> Literally, for the love of God, I, let your gay children be gay. I wish I was out in high school or at least I knew like at least it was had the wherewithal to know that I was gay in high school when did you come out I was in college second year I was 12 when I knew I was gay and I took me two years to come out when I was I was four I remember because Jewishness and gay I was 12 and my bar mitzvah was happening a week from this day that I'm about to talk about and I remember like I knew I was gay because the first time I looked up porn, I looked up, uh, I just typed in the word pussy. And I <laughs> shit you not, the video that came up was just like a POV, like straight up box. Just <sighs> her looking at me, just pussy looking at me. And I mean, three seconds went by and Nerf football popped out right at my face. What? And I just. Wait, there was, she had put a whole Nerf football. Not like up the there. big one, but like a Got little it. like hand side, a little like guy. But still, nonetheless, Man. it was just like quiet pussy and also, also listeners are like a religion episode okay great here's an episode where I'm not gonna listen to weird kink stuff <laughs> nerf <football laughs> no pussy. fuck you it's we're not together it's sex all the time all the time nerf coming in a nerf pussies but I just remember like any second <laughs> any minute 
Oh, just I've got a, a ner- super soaker up there. The whole gun. I got yeah. to pick. It's like a Nerf advertisement. Yeah. You got the whole line up there. It's Nerf or nothing. But no, I went into <laughs> not to transition from that to my mother. But uh, I I went into my mother's bedroom. Could you do a better transition? Yes, though? I could. Yeah. <laughs> my mom's a woman. Speaking of women. Speaking of women. Yeah. Um, but no, I it was right before my bar mitzvah. And I went into my mom's bedroom and like I she was reading a she book. She had a Nerf. Stop! Oh my god, Barb. Um, <laughs> Oh, I can't erase. Back it up. 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 Um, <laughs> um, so I went into my mom's room and she was reading a book on her bed. And I remember I like went in there and I was like, I have to tell you something. She's like, okay. She put her book down. I laid down next to her and I started crying. Mm-hmm. Like silent crying. Just like looking at her. Just being like, I have to tell her this because. And you're like 14. I right? was 12. 12. Wait, wow, thought, that's okay, so God. young. Like before my bar mitzvah. Right, right, right. Um, God, that's so young. And I went, I, and I was sitting there on her bed just like looking at her and she's seeing tears in my eyes and I'm just like, I've, I've got to do this, I've got to do it. And I I chickened out. I didn't tell mm. her. And I just remember like, at that, I'll never forget tell the her, way it felt. Seth. I should. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Two years later in a okay. letter after I'd been sent away against my will for two years. Oh my God. Um, uh, that's another episode. But no, I... Uh, <laughs> I made a joke, but it was a sad it, thing. Yeah, don't be careful. <laughs> sorry. But no, shut I, your mouth. I went into, so I was looking at my mom and I was going to tell her and I just remember in my head the reason I wanted to tell her then is because there were like people from both sides of my family who were spending money, taking off work, who were like going to come to Tennessee and come to my bar mitzvah to celebrate me becoming a man. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I was a fraud. I felt like I wasn't a man. I felt like I was lying. I felt like I was being dishonest to God and to my family. And I felt like really guilty about that. And I just wanted them to know in case people didn't want to come and didn't want to celebrate me. Um, And I just remember being really afraid to tell her that and really scared of like what my my dad would think and like how that would play out. And I didn't tell them. I didn't come out for two more years. And that's hard. That's so much for a 12 year old. It was just wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I just I regret I wish I had told them then but I totally sympathize and understand why 12 year old Seth didn't and I'm happy today my family is very accepting and loving of who I am they love my fiance they're coming to my wedding like my life is good in that regard and honestly like the bravery of just even 12 year old Seth trying to do that is insane that's a certain level that I can't imagine that I couldn't have done myself honestly like so like honestly bravo like that's great like no I mean honestly like that's thank you yeah yeah. and like that's that's so hard I can't imagine the weight you must have felt like that that, that's so much and I'm glad you eventually did and I'm glad that it's it's fine yeah yeah but I encourage all the 12 year old Jewish gay boys listening to this podcast that is our demographic (laughs) (laughs) tell your mom you're gay yeah (laughs) They're fine with it. They are. And if yeah. they're not, I don't, I don't know. It gets better. <laughs> it does get better. It really does. It does. Yeah. Actually, to quote Joan Rivers, it doesn't get better. You get better. Oh. Have you found that your relationship with your parents, especially your mom, is better since? Absolutely. Um, it was funny because when I came out of the closet, like I, unrelated to my gayness, um, I was sent away for two years because I was a really unhappy, miserable child who was making a lot of self-sabotaging decisions, drugs and all this stuff. And it was aligned with my gayness, but like I didn't, it was because I didn't come out. It was because I was the self-hate and all this crap. The and, withholding. Of, and they didn't yeah. know that. So when they sent me away, it was because I was like stealing cars and doing drugs, um, mm. not because I was gay. And <laughs> But shortly after I was sent away, I wrote them a letter telling them I was gay. And my dad wrote me a letter back first saying to the effect, like, if there were a list of 10 things that I care about a person or a man, 
their sexuality isn't on the list. It doesn't make the top 10 because, and, and another really cool thing that he said in the letter was, do you want to know how many gay friend, how many gay people I know? I have no idea because I don't ask. I don't care. Right. And it was it was something that like 13, 14, 14 year old Seth um, took really harshly because I needed him to hate me. I'd hated myself for two years. I like, you know, I went through all that crap. I kept it and I, I mm-hmm. hurt myself over and over again and just like hated who I was and believed that this was something, you know, the way that we all do. We pray to God that it goes away and yeah. that like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be true about me and maybe I can do something about it. And like when my dad wrote me a letter basically saying he doesn't care and that like also he kind of knew. Um, yeah. It hurt my feelings. I had done all of this hate to myself. I had programmed myself to like do all this weird shit around people to seem straight and to feel acceptable. And he was already accepting. I was I felt betrayed in a bizarre backwards world. I felt betrayed. He owed me hate. I worked really hard to avoid it. And then I gave him that thing I had been holding on to for so long. And it it just it it was like you light a firework and it just goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just was so Mm. disappointed because I had been miserable for years and he loved me anyway. Like, how how dare you? I don't love me. (laughs) Right. How the fuck can you love me that way? You wanted some validation for hating yourself. For hating yourself. I wanted him to hate me. Like you just said, it's such a strong phrase that I feel like a lot of gay people go through. Where you think that it's such a a thing that you've lived with for so long. This, This horrible, like, just goblin that's been you on your shoulders you believe it has you. to be true it, it has, has to be, be true because i hate myself and you must hate myself as you must hate me as much as i hate me and then one day you're like oh it's fine and it, it's sort of relief but part of you're like it I wasn't want- really for almost two more years yeah because i i mean i was still in these programs for a while dealing with a lot of my crap and yeah. i just remember like i had like a breakthrough moment on a phone call with my parents and um I just remember like I was struggling really hard. I was in isolation for a long time. This program's a whole thing, but like um, I was in isolation for a long time and I wasn't allowed to communicate with my family very often. And when I was, it was monitored. And I remember like on this phone call, my parents were like, like, we love you so much. Like, why won't you just buy into the program? Why don't you want to be happier? Like, why don't you want to be better? We love you. We love you. And I like blackout just got so angry. And I was like, I don't want you to love me. That puts so much pressure on me to be oh. worthy of your love, to be like somebody who deserves that. I don't feel that way about myself. I don't know how you could possibly have come upon this notion that I'm like deserving and worthy of your love. Like, I hate you for putting that on me. I hate you for needing that from me because I don't have it for you Mm -hmm. I don't have it for me so I sure as shit don't have it for you and I just it was like the most cathartic like ugly cry of my entire life because I knew at that moment that like this was my crap this was Mm -hmm. nobody else's doing this was me all of my pain all of it no one in my life other than like people I didn't care about said mean things that didn't I didn't like about my gayness and this was a moment where I realized like I was doing this to myself I had taken years away from me because I just assumed that all these people felt this way and I assumed that I wouldn't be okay and that there wasn't space for someone like me. And I was wrong. I was wrong. And I hate being wrong. If y'all know anything about me, I hate it. (laughs) Same. It's such a weird, weirdly hard truth that you have love in your life and people do love you mm-hmm. for exactly who you are. It, why is, it's it's a weirdly hard thing to accept. Absolutely. It's like I don't getting know a why. compliment you're not ready yeah. for. You're just like, no, no, I'll come back later. I don't want that. It, or at least it can be. Yeah. Like, but once you are able to just like, sh- like 
I eventually, and that takes like you're saying years to like shed off this, whatever self loathing thing that you've been wearing for so long and just accept the love that people have been giving you it. Oh my God. It's amazing. It's, it's insanely bizarre. difficult. Yeah. It it's is. hard. So Why hard. is it so hard? I don't know. Haley. What, where is this? What, you got Tell a PhD. Us, what is this for? <laughs> Dr. Haley. Talk what, to what Haley. The fuck? No, I do not have a PhD in this shit. <laughs> what? Absolutely wait, not. Wait, what? Look. Wait, wait. Wait? <laughs> no, man, no. My, like, honestly, like, I, I get it. Like, my parents still don't know about my girlfriend that I've been dating for yeah. 10 months. Do we love. Like, what? It's, it's still not, like, it's, it's very in, insanely hard. It's insanely hard. It's very mm. difficult. I was getting emotional because, like, I relate to you. Mm-hmm. I saw you getting teary eyed, yeah. and I was just like, "I'll let her." No, speak I think we all to, but. secreted yeah. some liquids. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I appreciate the honesty Absolutely. and the vulnerability. It's it's really hard. It's it really is. Hard. But now that you're older, how is your relationship with your parents? It's great. Yeah. It's incredible. It's it's another reason that like it makes me tear up because I wasted a lot of time assuming they hated me. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't know if it's a waste. I don't, I don't think it's. it's it your, was a waste because I was wrong and I couldn't right. have. But it's not. I don't think it's your fault. It, That's the thing. Not necessarily. I mean, yeah, like we say fault in the sense that like you have to carry it. It was my fault, but I was a child, and yeah. you can't That's tell a child is. to carry that the same way you could an adult. Yes, but it was. It was a choice that I made, given a million circumstances out of my control. But nonetheless, it is a hard thing to look back on a child that you were to look at little Seth and say like. You did that to yourself. Yeah. You didn't have to. Like a little a, a little bit you did but also You could like, have you, seen it differently but you yeah. didn't. And I, mean, yeah. I don't blame him. I don't blame little Seth. But I can't blame anybody else. You know? Yeah. And that just sucks cuz I could have been happier. But I could have had yeah, happiness. Are you happy like now though? I am happy now. Good. I'm I, I am happy now and yeah. I I am one of those people who believes that like as much as I've suffered to my own uh, of my own accord or like because of other people like nonetheless like I'm happy now and that's like a, a place that I I had to I got here by being and doing all the things that I was and did because you have the tools now you learned and yeah but if you know I've imagined it's really dumb if it's I've imagined no 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 what I'm about to say is really dumb okay <laughs> I've like you know that part on RuPaul's Drag Race when like the top three or four have to like talk <laughs> to the picture of themselves sure. yeah 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 I have like imagined like having an opportunity <laughs> on uh, like RuPaul pulls up a little picture of baby Seth and like what you would say to him and like I cry every time because oh. I would, would say I would tell him that like you're wrong you're wrong about like all the things you think people think about you and you're like magical and you're talented and you're hilarious and people are going to be just blown away by your like aura and your essence and your ability to shine and like just command a room and you need to own that and you need to know that the people that don't like you don't matter and that like you're a magical little fat five-year-old kid (laughs) and that like it's only gonna get better not because the world owes you shit because it doesn't but because you're you and once you own that you're gonna find a man who thinks you're great your parents are gonna love you even more and you're gonna finally finally be able to look at yourself in the mirror and feel like you were worth any of the shit that you knew you were you if know you could also go back and tell that to little zach that would be really <laughs> that'd be great right because like, big zach is also crying right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I didn't expect a cry. No, there. it's okay. I, are you kidding? Like, oh my god. Oh my god. But <clears throat> fuck, man, I was just such an unhappy little boy. And it's so easy to be unhappy when you're like you're scared and you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're like you're 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 outside the norm and you're told from other people that you're bad and right. it's, it's not it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not. It's not my fault. 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 But it was my choices that right. led me I mean, there, it's, nonetheless. It's, it's in your own head. That's what it is. Yeah. It's but. why things like pride and uh, all of this, like, it, as much as I have issues with certain things that the LGBT community does and how sure. they do it, it is it community. is so important for little Seth and little every gay person to look on TV or look at people in their community and know that, like, that's not that weird. Yeah. It's not yeah. that bad. And people don't really care yeah. like that. We've, um, this is kind of off the subject but we've had somebody reach out to us over email um from canada and they were like hi i'm 13 and i just found out i'm gay and i've been listening to your podcast and it's like wild <laughs> it's like the wildest craziest thing and we're so proud of her she's like our little baby um yeah that's incredible it's incredible little 13 year old baby girl you're killing it yeah it's 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 insane because yeah i i like Little thirteen-year-old Haley didn't have that, and you know, no. none of us did. And it's like, if only we had that. If only we had these people telling us, like, it's okay. And like, honestly, I'm so happy for you, yeah, with your family. And like, that's so great. But also at the same time, like, it's not always going to happen with every family. It's not everybody's. Thing. Sometimes and, we're just you're lucky or you're not. Like, right. The, yeah. But you need to know that, like, no matter what your family thinks, like how you feel is okay mm -hmm. and like who mm -hmm. you are is okay and yeah. that's fine and like it's it's a hard lesson to learn that your family is fallible <sighs> but regardless of how your family feels about you being gay or queer or trans or whatever you're gonna learn that lesson regardless <laughs> like there's yeah. plenty of straight cis people who have learned that about their family that like, oh, my parents are fallible. Like they aren't always right. There are things that they are not right about. Like and, dating and, out of your race or religion exactly. or just things that gays wish were our problems. Like yeah. I, I wish my dad was mad because I just wanted to date some person that didn't look like me. Like I wish that was how sure. simple it was. And it, you know, and but to them, it's not that simple. You know, right. to someone in that situation, that's their whole thing. Right. And they suffer through that the same way that we suffer through this. And Right. It's hard to look at your parents, the people who are supposed to be like, until you're 16, 15, you look at them like they make no mistakes. They're the ones who teach me what life is. And then you have to look at them and be like, fuck, they're human. Oh, they're right? just, you're just they're human people. Beings? You're just regular. Ew, you had me in your 20s? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my Why did you God. do that? My mom on my 25th birthday texted me and she was like, by the way, I was your age when I had you. I was like, why did you do? You also, also, thank you because I'm here. But also, that you was idiot. my parents are old. So yeah, uh, my dad was forty when I was born. Uh, yeah, I mean, my parents were that might, you know, oh, honestly, yeah. that's a little that's a, that's a, probably a better age. I, smarter, and I mean, I think it it lent to the fact that like my I don't believe that either of my parents were. Um, my dad is is conservative. He was a military, twenty two years, works in the Air Force, like. You know, it, it, he leans in the direction that would have helped me assume the things I assumed. Sure. Right. Um, but I do believe that, you know, for whatever reason, people, what you go through and what life gives you teaches you 
how you receive and perceive things. And I think that I didn't give my dad enough credit because I never saw him interact with gay people. Mm. You know, I didn't know him for 40 years before I met him. And I just knew the things that he wanted to impress upon me, which were, you know, be a man and you know like i don't know play a baseball or like something some of the, the harshest things that well, can be put on a kid. yeah it yeah. is hard especially when you you know you're a ballerina you took dance and you can't relate to your father at all for a decade or two and yeah. you just feel like you're disappointing him when you're not you just can't relate to him and that's a that's okay. It's okay. You don't have to be your dad's prodigy. It's just to they're be the a... only two people you know for exactly. a really long time. Yeah. It's like, shit, I just want y'all to be like, you're everything I ever wanted and more, and just yeah. don't say anything else. Just <laughs> zip it after that. Well, it's also like easy to forget as parents that it's not just about how, like, it's not just about how you parent. Like, it's not just about, like, you growing up with your parents. It's also about where you raise your kids. Yes. Like. Mm-hmm. In Tampa and in Florida and in Tennessee, like, let's face it, like, those aren't necessarily the most queer-friendly places on the planet, for sure. necessarily. You know what I mean? So it's like, you forget as a parent that your kid not only has their home life, but so much of their life is spent at school, at daycare, like, at their friend's house. More of it, even, it, Yeah, honestly. exactly. More of their day, really. Yeah. And you forget how much they kind of absorb from those spaces. Mm-hmm. Kids absorb so much shit, not just from home, not just from mom and dad. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think that's actually a lot of where our anxiety, where a lot of our queer anxiety comes from. It's not so much, I mean, a lot of my queer anxiety came from my mom and dad, but also from my friends, like parents, my school, my upbringing, my Absolutely. teachers. Like my coaches, all that kind of shit, you know? So it is like you have to think about when you're raising a child, not only who you're going to be as parents, but who you're going to raise them around. Absolutely. It's, you know? And another thing that I think is a reason that I can forgive my parents for a lot of like the decisions and like the the way that the things that worked against me that I felt like were in their control because they were my protectors, they were my mm-hmm. parents, yeah. is that... We have to remember as as queer and gay people that nobody, especially before right now, yeah, nobody imagines their future and assumes their child will be gay. Nobody wishes that. Nobody imagines that. Nobody prepares for that. Mm-hmm. And even still, I would believe that like even if it's in, in your mind as like an option, you don't plan to have gay children. So yeah. especially in our era, like I was born in 92. Oh, fuck. I'm going to have to learn how like, to throw a football for my straight boy <laughs> yes yes you no, are that's when you call aunt <laughs> Haley over yeah. <laughs> aunt Haley plays football with your kids okay i'll learn football but also i you have sh- the you interception really record of hillsborough and county then, and hey then, hillsborough I- county shut up oh my god hillsborough county what interception that? record hillsborough really county. yes like, oh my god i'm gonna google that yeah mm. girl girls flag football that turned me on a little bit <laughs> i'm butch as nick well. jonas yeah <laughs> but i I do i think that like raising gay children is something that like no one's equipped for and i i remember like even when i first came out and like i started doing gay things i talk about this a lot with people who are like i work with jq international which is a jewish queer international group and i i work with like a a jewish gay dodgeball team so like i'm i immerse myself in some of those situations and i i think about how gay kids are never or like gay parents of gay kids are never truly equipped for those things and i think that like 
when I look back at my parents, I know that like they did everything that they knew how to do. Mm-hmm. And not mm-hmm. every parent does that. I'm not giving every parent a free pass for being, you know, bad at raising gays. But it's a really hard concept for a parent to digest when like, just like you and I, we imagine what our marriage is going to look like, what our career and our success is going to look sure. like, what our kids will be like. Like my dad didn't have kids till he was 38, almost 40. For mm-hmm. 40 years, he imagined exactly what his kids were going to be like. And then he was wrong. Yeah. Not only was he wrong in the way that we're all going to be wrong about how yeah. we assume our kids will be, but he was wrong in a fundamental sense. It's a matter of being able to adapt, though, I yes. think. Yes. And, and he I did. Think, yeah. In time. Yeah. But it's it's that's a very new thing. Well, I, I don't you know? even imagine that necessarily gay parents are like necessarily super equipped to deal with gay kids. I mean, the problem, the biggest problem is like generational differences, right? Yeah. Like even if you and I sure. and the three of us, like we have our we partners. We all raised a child, the even three if, of us together. <laughs> I'll let Dustin we, know how it we goes. We all okay, raise a child together. We, we're all dating different people. <laughs> it's it's the old deal. It's, we're breaking yeah. all the rules anyway. No. Let's say we all have kids, right? Let's yeah. say we all have kids and we raise them. And it's like at a certain point there is going to like, I think if they end up being gay, it'll even be like a like, oh, and not only that, but it would just be like a generational difference. Yeah. Like these kids are going to grow up with so many things that like we did not grow up with. Like I can't even imagine what the Internet's going to look like when we have kids. No. Truly. Or, or what social media is going to look like when yeah. we have kids. And we're going to be caught off guard no matter what. Yeah. Even as gay parents. like there, Yeah, there's no way to prepare. Trying really. to explain why what and why a thirst trap to my mother is just... <laughs> Almost impossible. Delightful. I mean, Barb is great. Like, Barb is so chill. I love you. Hey, Barb. Um, she's a huge, big listener. She's, oh my God. Always yes. Barb can't stop listening. Cannot uh. stop. But, like, it's, it's even the best parents with the best intentions are still not prepared. Yeah, I mean, imagine anyone having a kid that's, imagine your kid turns out exactly how you wanted him to. You still don't know how to parent a baby until you have one and you mess up a whole lot. Yeah. Turns so out. imagine that you they throw The third balls. one, you're good. The third you're one, fine. you stop trying yeah. because you're just like, eh, just don't die. Yeah. I'm over this. Like, Whatever. But I mean, parents are not equipped to be parents until they are already parents. Yeah. And right. even then, like, we're humans who make mistakes. Like, I've screwed myself over a, th- a thousands of times. Like, I'm not going to screw my kid over like it's yeah it sucks being a person yeah. blows man i would it love blows. to hear if anybody is a parent listening to this podcast mm. just just to get their thoughts on the matter yeah that'd be fascinating oh, especially yeah. a parent yeah. of a gay kid oh that would be even more fascinating oh, like, they, yeah let me know let them know i won't be, be here. incredible but yeah but also we when they grow up if especially if they're jewish they're gonna have to be um they're gonna have to have a bat or bar mitzvah right no right not necessarily. They will, Jewish? Yes, no. I mean, I'm, transi- I'm transitioning to a game right now. <laughs> what <laughs> is, is what I'm trying to do? A small game. Is that okay? Do you want to oh, keep please. saying more yeah, things? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, we're good. I cried. So, yeah, I, thought, <laughs> yeah. I, I cried. I, I, no. we, uh, I had no, a hard so. time keeping it together. Uh, <laughs> this no, has been cathartic. We I do are, want. We're, we are together. We are together. We got it together. Yes. Before you move on, I yeah. just want to say. Thank you both for creating a safe space where I could come and say these things. Um, like, it dude. means a lot. Yeah. Oh my god. And I, I, it made me feel good. I hope that people who listen felt like it related to them or that it touched them. And I hope that it, in some way, it helps people feel like they can tell their sad, hard stories too. I'm so, so thankful that you were ready to open up that much and just yeah. be so raw 
it's it's incredible. It's really nice. Yeah. It's really great. Incredible. And thank you. And I think it'll help a lot of our listeners, especially our younger ones. Yeah. Hey and if you feel like you have more to say, we'll have you back on and you just anytime. let us know. Oh, anytime. anytime. Yeah. But. But. Now. Now. A, we're going to play a goofy <laughs> thing. With the plan. We're going to do. So uh, you had a bar mitzvah, yeah? I did. I was bar mitzvah. Was did the, you have a theme? Yeah. Um, believe it or not. Um, my bar mitzvah's theme was stars. Um, like I'm a star. Like if right. you walked right. when you walked into my bar mitzvah, no, we knew that. Like the the party, um, there was like a big, like star you had to walk through, like a like a wow. entry. Star kind of thing. like in midsummer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, it was a little bit like that. But it, like the whole that. thing was about me being the star. And wow, that was my theme. Wow. I wasn't gay. I, actually had a, I had a girlfriend at that the time, Marissa. Marissa was my girlfriend at my bar mitzvah. She was there. Did you Marissa. have like a first dance or something? With I mean, her? I had a dance with yeah. her, but I also performed solo because I was a hip hop dancer at the time. Of course. And I was so, like, okay, excuse me, Marissa, but like we did our little like straight moment. Now I need all the attention on me. It's on me, Marissa. <laughs> like, this is still a gay boy's fucking bar mitzvah. How's, so, Mar- how's Marissa doing now? I have no idea. Wow. Wow, she, she stopped talking to me after <gasps> I came out as gay. She did? Rude. Oh, well, fuck Marissa. Yeah. Rude, rude. I hope you're doing well, Marissa. All right. Well, presuppose Marissa never existed. <laughs> and you knew you were gay the whole time. Right. We we want to kind of come up with, like, what if you were gay and were having a mitzvah? What would that theme be? And what would that be like? If you were, like, an out proud bar mitzvah. An out yes. proud. What would a toe-to-tip gay bar mitzvah look like? Because here's the thing. I've never been to a bar or a bot. <gasps> Or a benet? Wow. It is a benet. <laughs> Have you been to a benet mitzvah? What's a benet? Is that a John benet? Uh, sorry, oh uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. A benet is, is a, a oh, fried get dough. Out, get it's out, covered get in out. powdered sugar. I've watched a lot of Jean Benet documentaries. <laughs> I'm like, the girl was literally only lived for four years. There's more documentaries in time length than she was alive. But Trust. anyway, Very true. Um, I would say that a gay bar mitzvah. I mean, what, mine what is pretty fucking gay. It sounds like, gay. Oh Honestly, God. as soon as you said that, I was like, this broke the game a little bit. Like, uh, there's pretty a reason my, my parents were like, we kind of knew you were gay. <laughs> but if like, we were just going to be overtly gay about the whole thing, what would the, the theme have to be? So you wouldn't have a gay mitzvah. I would a gay mitzvah. A, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say that like, well, my yarmulke is you get a kippah and you, you usually put like you get to pick your color and the trim color and you get to pick like the wording underneath. Would you get like a rainbow thing? Or? Um, no, I was never that gay. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't we're, tacky. No, no, no. We're not saying what you did. We're I saying know. ideally well, we're making a fake, a make em up right now. I just still think that a rainbow is a cop out. I'm okay. just going to go with You're like, right. I would say at least if it was today, I would go with like a um, dusty rose colored oh. like yarmulke. One of those oh. like, you know, Yoplait yogurt, strawberry pink Cute. color. Yes. And it would have like silver it's trim. It's just a Yoplait yogurt <gasps> cap. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we just it would either be like a uh, like a, a muted silver or yeah. like a rose gold trim. Rose to gold go is good. It. Rose yeah. gold is good. And I would imagine that like just glitter galore and Mariah Carey incessantly. What would you read out of the Torah? I mean, what's I'm, the gayest passage? <laughs> the gayest passage. I mean, my passage was fairly gay. It was the one about like the land of milk and honey, and pretty so gay. Like, honey. To the honey. Like, oh, honey. honey. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I mean, the milk I, I is there. Like, I like milk her. and honey sounds kind of lesbian. I mean, it which does. I'm into. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna. Use. I mean, this is this is a gay mitzvah. It could be bar or bat. You know. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. By the way, I like. Uh, honestly, a lot of people 
assume I'm Jewish. A lot of people. I just based off visuals and and like nasal tone alone, <laughs> I would have said you were Jewish. But I get that a lot. Your like, lack of like vibing with me on Jewish things. I was like, she must not be what's Jewish. What's so funny I'm is not. I n- never get that at all. I You're get, not Jewish. No, I know. I, I get that all no, the time. I, I get never. it. I get it all the time, and I'm so um, I'm very like fucking shiksa i don't know like i'm just i was raised lutheran like i'm a cuban german like i'm wow you don't look either of those things I, cuban who plus are you cuban plus german i want to see your 23 in me german german but so a lot of people like like to like talk to me about jewish stuff and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about I've, I've never right. i've never been to bat or bar mitzvah but i will say i've heard of the i've heard of um, bar mitzvah dancers, which is something that I'm fascinated. Oh yeah, you hire like little. I was actually hired when I was a hip hop dancer at the like around the same era. Of Incredible. My life. Yes, I was a competitive dancer for eight years. I was invited. Nice. We regularly were hired to go work at and dance for like people's bar mitzvahs. So we were weird. like go-go boys for bar mitzvah. Yeah, but fully clothed and like oh, 11. Boo. <laughs> but for our gay mitzvah though. Yeah, for the gay mitzvah that be... we're creating. I would have been 11 and shirtless. Sure, whatever <laughs> y'all need. Like, yeah. We're trying to make like the perfect scenario for a gay Seth. For a gay, a gay oh, back Seth. then? Yeah, yeah, back then. Yeah. 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 A gay 13 yeah. It would have been none of my family and only people who wouldn't tell about whatever yes. we did. Who... <laughs> Who is so your D- girlfriend wouldn't be there? Who no, is fuck Marissa? <laughs> okay, who is DJing and or playing like a band? At, like or a, what song? Paris Hilton, Stars Are Blind, whole time, absolutely the whole time. <gasps> oh non-stop. my god, nonstop yes. on a loop, and then, yeah, and then yeah. instead of as Mar- the DJ too, like you're just yeah, trust. and yeah. she's like yeah with the headphones. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, um, instead of Marissa, you have who as uh, your date? Taylor Lautner. I don't know. Good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I like yeah. That. Right. It was the time. He'd be know. there. Yeah. Your first dance with Kay- Taylor, Taylor with the, the Stars Are Blind. I actually met him once. Yeah. How was yeah. he? He was fine. <laughs> I was gonna say feminine. I don't know, but he was fine. He, he was, was fine and feminine. He was whatever. Is Taylor Lautner gay? Yeah. Yes, he is. Right. Mm-hmm. Is he a? F- we all know that, right? Okay, don't we? Uh, Do we, uh, we actually don't know that he's gay, but like I, I, I also, I also feel like this is something we can't even cotton because I don't think that he officially is cotton because no, no, he's not out at all. But yeah, look, for sure. Look, but there's plenty. Zac Efron, like, whatever. I'm no, because this. I also know somebody who like fuck around her. Exactly, right? Yeah. Was, but yeah, I was, gonna say, I was like, I actually, know, I, based on the interaction I have with him, I'm. I'm, 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 I'm just but yeah, say. but like we, we all know a lot of gay people in Hollywood who are uh, uh, Drake. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't know. Sorry, it was that loud. Yolo. Yellow. Uh, okay, wait. So, how uh, does this? How does so? So, break us down. What, what are you missing from this gay bar mitzvah that needs to happen? Mm, gay so, mitzvah. we read from the Torah, Land of the Milk and Honey. Yes. What, what dance? Paris, are we, are we voguing? Hill. Are, are we, we wedding? Are we, we voguing? I mean, you can do the hora, but we might as well add some arms. Yeah, the hora with a W. The hora. <laughs> hora. The hora um, with some arm movement. What is the hora exactly? The hora is that like. Boop, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I for everybody. Okay. For everybody who can't see exactly what you're doing. <laughs> What is the horror? The horror is that thing where you like put your arms in like a little box shape over in front of you and then you like kick your feet up and you're like, yeah, hey, hey, hey. yeah. it's the thing that all of you thought the second anyone mentioned Jews dancing. Yeah, that's what the horror is. Fiddler on the roof. Yes. Fiddler on the roof the whole yeah. time. Toddler on the roof doing the horror. Toddler on the roof. <laughs> it's a toddler on, on the, the roof. roof. <laughs> I was Mendel in that. Dustin's going to love that. One that. Time. You yeah. did that? You, I wasn't Fiddler that play? on the Roof. I played Mendel, which was the, I was the rabbi's son. There's a whole cheese buying segment. It was fun. 
Yeah. Jews and cheese. Don't even they, get me started. There, there, there was a uh, there was a part where um, <laughs> it was during the wedding scene. Uh, um, so, uh, was it uh, sunlight sunset? Sun, yeah, yeah, sunrise, yeah. Sunset? sunrise sunset. Sunrise sunset. And it was after that, and the rabbi was supposed to come on stage, and he couldn't find his hat. Very importantly, rabbi, they're supposed to have their hat. You're talking about the kippah. The, yeah, okay. all the time. Well, okay. yeah, exactly. So anyway, he was looking around. He sat down somewhere and. Everybody was just pausing. Like it literally the r- line was almost the rabbi is here. And so I ran out being like, he's really old. It takes him a lot. It takes him a long time to get around places. Oh, no. Which is true of most rabbis. And they then, do take yeah, forever. it did. And so I just basically riffed for a while until the ra- Oh, and there he is. <laughs> but like, oh, oh, just no. his, his joints don't quite <laughs> make it. <laughs> like it's, it was it was a whole thing. That was how you knew you'd be good at. Improv and get yeah, in a podcast. Right. And that was it. That was it. And then I <laughs> met Haley. And then you met and me. she was like, she was and in the audience. And you were like, hey, you're Jewish. And I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do we round out this bar mitzvah? What's what's the final, the cream, cream of the crop to just make this as gay as possible? Yeah. What's, what's the what? end of it? Let me okay, I got you. I got you. Okay. This is actually a good story. It's funny. My my dad um, made a joke. Like my, I have an older brother, um, and he and my dad teamed up to scare me and told me that um, before I'm able to finalize my bar mitzvah, I would have to go through the second circumcision, <laughs> and I panicked. My dad tells this story at every time it's not appropriate, which is always um, it's never right appropriate. Now, of course, dad, when you bring up me getting double cut, like. <laughs> So uh, it was just a lot, and I just that that would probably just make this about as gay as it could be, is if um, whatever minute foreskin you could possibly have left over was oh. taken from you. Oh, so, no. but no, it was. It, it's a story my dad really, really likes. If that tells you enough about Mark, well, we'll ha- gr- I will say that's a great dad joke. Dad joke. Of course, we're it is. definitely gonna have him on the show, and he's gonna talk about that very <laughs> soon. He will. Yeah. He will tell it in detail. <laughs> Seth, thank you for being like such a sport. Uh, this whole time and also just like pairing all and being so cool and just open um now is a portion of the show where you get to just kind of come at us and ask us whatever you want uh, usually we have a straight of the week who uh, asks a judgment-free question but as a gay person you get to kind of have a free reign of whatever you kind of want to do right uh, freedom is so dangerous I know. um oh god. god it can be so abusive i know <laughs> what will i do with it yeah Haley, we're both are, masochists yeah, i think we are a we are bit. Haley. what is your favorite question that somebody's uh, yeah yeah us? inspire me um well we tend to get a lot of is scissoring a thing what's lesbian yeah sex? Scissoring is not a thing. we've done a lot of live shows where people ask like what is pegging about what is pegging what yeah. is scissoring what is people are very confused about lesbian people's sex. fascination with pegging is really dumb i'm like it's, it's kind of yeah. fucking dildo in the butt I get know. over it like it's girl. very simple it's, it's very so simple. simple it's like butt fucking but with fake dicks yeah exactly very yeah. simple you exactly you you it's again like, you pick your size you don't have to put yeah, a fucking yeah. thing on there it sounds great honestly <laughs> less mean, to yeah. think about anyway you can shop together or you can pick out your own <gasps> oh, dick it's cute. it's cute when you're a lesbian you like you like it's almost like shopping for I a think baby. Straight, you like, I would imagine that like the pegger gets to get in on it too and it's like I want like, a big ridiculous yeah. penis to yeah. just destroy and, but then the, the bottom is like hold on yeah there. exactly yeah. It's the bottom's like, like let's reel this in a little bit yeah. I need me a short little like, six incher let's yeah. get something proportionate to the rest of nine right. inches yeah. or bust <laughs> like, so you, you, know? you pick it together it's kind of cute hey, you're like hey if what it's about nine this? inches I'm gonna bust <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> yeah if it's nine inches I'm I'm gonna marry you whatever Justin we're a thruple now but 
Beth. Yes. You get to ask my you question. Want. Yo, your question. Mm. You thought about this all I day? Have, I've, I've, no. Um, <laughs> good. Good, good. I, I'm, it, well, it, can you it also, can It can be something specific where it's like, what's the thing about lesbians that I want to know? Or it's just like a personal question. Like, right. Or something you think maybe one of our listeners would want to know. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, we've also had somebody come on and ask us about like just an advice thing. Somebody was like, what's this is something going on in my life. What do you think about that? Like it can be literally anything. It's it's your time to shine. Mm. Ask, ask Zach what what size his dick is. What? Don't, don't do that. Based on his controversial opinion of don't do that. Don't do that. Like my like seven and above. He was like, Dude, <laughs> stop that. Don't no, do that. Don't it's do actually that. it's great. I'm just it's fine and amazing. And I'm, I was just kidding. Zach. I don't think. Anybody is worried about the size of your penis. Thank I think you. people are very, uh, very Zach's okay got, with you. Everybody. Zach's got mad I, BDE. Uh, yes, yes, and DSL and all the other ones. I'm Damn. like you have DSL. Uh, you, I mean, I'm sorry, but like for uh, I've just got to, DSL to toot Zach's horn for a hot sack. It's I. Anytime Zach posts a, a shirtless thing on Instagram, I'm the first to send like googly eyes. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I don't. I don't. Yeah. So I, follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Like so follow him on Instagram. Send him googly eyes. Seth, <laughs> stop, stop. I'm afraid of questions. Procrastinating. I, talk. I, know, I know. I'm trying to fill the void. I would like to thank my um, Cuban ancestry for giving me DSLs. You do have DSLs. You do have DSLs. Unfortunately, no Ds. Wasted. You have some LSLs, some lip sucking lips. Yes. I love it. Okay. What do you got? My question comes with like, because I, I think there's a, a little bit of an issue within our community about, or any community, but nonetheless about like sex shaming. Mm. And I'm mm -hmm. curious about like, where is the line with you guys where it's like, you know, some people actually take like high at risk behavior and it's something that like, it, it's not something you would want to promote. Like sometimes people look at chem sex and they defend it. And some people look at chem sex and they say like, you know, that's really, really high risk and you just, you know, rather not. I'm I'm curious, like, to you guys, where you think the actual line might be, or your opinions on things like that, and also, so, like, what's the difference between kink shaming and actually like worrying about somebody's safety? Sure, yeah. yeah. Where do you draw? Where do you guys um, draw the well, line? So I'm, here's mm -hmm. something. Yeah. What is chem sex? Chem sex is chemical sex, yeah. which means like a lot of gay people, for whatever reason, and I know the reasons, um, they engage in like drug use, and so a lot of people oh, have gotcha. like. You parties know, like, like like meth parties, meth so they'll parties. get really really high on meth tea. and have like lots of sex. Yeah, yeah Tina, I, te yeah, sure, her, Tina, she's there. So a lot of people look at chem sex as like you know, oh my god, it feels so good. You can have sex for hours, and then like there's, I have a personal view, and I'll just say it where it's like my line with it is that I feel like you should shouldn't do something where it like endangers you or, or might like lead you towards an addiction it's, or yeah, you know, not meth is better than meth, obviously in my opinion, right? And medical no, science opinion. I absolutely agree. Like I think like that's unsafe like um going a little away from like For the sure. chem stuff like that like some people like especially in the king community when they're like new to it they they find somebody who is like a domineering force and they mm -hmm. they want to uh, be a part of that and that that's really great but there you also have to be you also have to be safe when you're entering a new community like that where you don't know a bunch, bunch of stuff like um the noodles and beef thing if you know anything oh, about that yeah. right. san francisco yeah, yeah. yeah. there's this guy who had a, a slew of pups and he um a slew of pups yeah <laughs> um and they it's true. He, yeah, and, and it essentially it was like kind of like I don't want to be too uh, like 
crazy insane it's kind of a small cult like it is it's yeah. a, it's, a, it's but, yeah. but just like he they allowed him to have control over every part of his life their lives mm-hmm. um and they liked that in that way you know and that was good for them i guess but then they also he put them on these regimens of what they need to eat and what they need to how often they need to work out and also like put injected, a certain, injected their with balls with, with silicone, silicone. Yeah. yeah and a couple people died because yes. that's poisonous and awful and for some reason he is not in jail because of that um he was so, actually just in um provincetown for great. bear week and they made yeah. there's a lot of people advertising saying like do not go don't like, go don't, because he's there like don't validate this yeah. person he's a murderer he is a murderer nothing less than no he is um if you inject me with cyanide and i die you're a murderer yeah. so and, if you inject me with silicone yeah. and i die you're a murderer and yeah. and the thing is like yes sure those people said like yeah do whatever you want with me but uh, they also came at probably came into a certain place where they were vulnerable they trusted him. and they trusted him and they came in a place where and and he said, "Well, sign over everything to me and let me do everything." And I think literal certain, contracts yeah, too. Like you're not exactly. even joking. Actual like, paper contracts. Actual paper, and the, at that point, where you're literally signing something, that's something to be scary. Like that's something to be. If you have to sign something, something it's because about. you're making a risk. Yeah, you're making a mistake uh, or making yeah. a risk. Um, when it's as far, I don't want to like shame anybody for as far as like enhancing their sexual experience through certain like drugs or whatever but i think if if you're doing like, i do chem sex or meth if you're doing meth i don't yeah probably it, probably not great if you're injecting yeah. yourself with something um there's some stuff that's super fun um being high and drunk being, being and high, ecstasy, being like, high and drunk is, is is fun there's drugs um, that don't ruin don't your life there's like, exactly there are drugs that do not do ruin your life um right there yeah people like to act like oh we, you know, certain things like marijuana or yeah. whatever is just as bad as yeah. like, oh my god, crack, and it's like, no, not. no, it's not. There are levels. Sure, they're drugs, I guess. And yeah. yeah. A question for you, actually, mm-hmm. is I, I mean, it's obviously more of a gay thing. Is that at all relevant to lesbian sex? Not in my experience, right? Um, and again, I, I don't know if if it's just because I am not quite as I mean I, I I've been single in LA and like have mm-hmm. gone you know like through that but like I've never experienced I've never known any lesbian to do meth the only people I knew who did meth were in Florida you know like I, did, I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> fucking Florida I swear <laughs> but to I God because well, like, what the meth makes you energized makes you skinny and shit and, and it whatever. just keeps you awake for a long yeah. time and apparently yeah. it lets you have sex forever but Great. my experience sounds good sex honestly I'm like, like can, can I just it's sit, a 20 minute just, thing can I just cut on watch Steven Universe already like like, fuck, like the part on. of sex that I like is making you come. If you're not going to come, we're going to fuck for four yeah, hours. I'm annoyed. I'm done. Yeah. It's like taking a test. You want your A. I don't want to just take a four hour test. <laughs> I want my grade. Yeah. I, I kind of want to equate this to something that I don't know if it's similar enough, but um, I remember seeing this video where it was like a documentary where somebody was, it was this woman who um, was like a cam girl and she just, all she did is she just ate a lot and she, oh, yeah. she was, she enjoyed getting bigger and that's what she wanted to do. And she, and people watched her do it. Where like she had a she had a, she even had a partner who would she would like they'd she like they'd sit down she'd be like okay I think I need this many milkshakes and a pizza and this and I'm gonna eat all that today a feeder and to a get gainer. bigger exactly I was gonna say, I'm actually right. really good friends with a relationship right. a couple in that which is like whatever that's you know it's not, it's that's borderline, fine but, but it's borderline because because in that documentary there was bits where she was walking upstairs and it was hard for her to breathe. And Absolutely, I, I, and it was hard and and you know and and I remember I I commented on this video and I was like. She's 
killing herself. She's dying. She's dying. And some people are like, you're fat shaming her. No, no I'm, I'm not fat shaming her. She is actively eating garbage to death. to death. Yes. So when somebody's like, oh, you're kink shaming me because I'm doing Your meth. kink is shitty. No, it's, I don't know if it's a kink. I don't know yeah. if it's a kink so much like, as a drug habit. As right. an addiction. As an I'm addiction. Like, you can yeah. call it a kink yeah. to cover it up, but you're hurting yourself. You, you, yeah, there's right. a difference. There's a difference between like somebody who's like just enjoying being their own body and actively ruining Right, their life. Like, well, and my favorite thing was like, "Well, what are you a doctor? I'm not a doctor." And to realize that she is wheezing, climbing up five steps because Literally. she she's drinking milkshakes five times a day because she is she she has a fan base who is telling her, "Yes, please get bigger for me." Like, it, right. it's an addiction. It's an addiction. And there's right. also there's also like a difference between like being a tra- like a chubby chaser or whatever you want to call it. like someone who likes being a feeder gainer. Guys. Yeah, and that's but, fine. And a feeder gainer is is even like I mean I would question it, but like. There is a line where there's a difference between like being sexually attracted to obesity and being attracted to someone becoming more obese gradually. Like, a, that means there's no there's end a way to, to that. do any kink healthfully. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And it's with the safety of the other person yeah. in mind. And as soon as your kink outweighs the safety of the person you're with, right, you've crossed the line. That, you've that's the thing the line, is, there's yes. there's plenty of people. There, there's some people who really do want to just. Um, give away their whole life to the kink of it. To all. sexual pleasure, absolutely. And I don't understand that. I'd love to talk to somebody who, like, well, same, I would yeah. love to. Here, here's a great curious. example, yeah. right? There are people who love autoerotic asphyxiation. It will yes. kill you. Right? And, well, well but, <laughs> but, well, uh, sorry, but, not breathing does kill you. It's but, like crazy, right? <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Yeah. There is a line, yeah. right? <laughs> You can you can choke someone, mm-hmm. and it can be a sexual thing. It's it or can you could, it can be very fun. I don't could, hate or it. Or you could cro- I don't hate it either. I don't That's what I'm saying. I like it. But here's the thing: you can cross the line and literally murder exactly. someone in seconds. In in, in the same in the same in way. In the same in the in in honestly seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In the same way where it's like this uh, feeder gainer thing. In the same way of of most kinks like right you can you can go to you can go too far so it's just one of those things where it's a moderation and b not using something that is a maybe a flaw of yours and and characterizing it as a kink i think people need to know that true i i exactly i think people need to know that they are worth something and they they deserve to be here like it's not for somebody else's pleasure or for just for sex like there's so much else you know out there it's right. just think, kinks are fine kinks are great kinks are you, and honestly, so good. if, if yeah. the extremity of your kink is the only thing that gets you off baby you need to stop watching porn and relax for a second <laughs> you need to recharge because I, I mean like life is full of things that are stimulating I'm sorry if I don't get just vored by a snake I can't get <laughs> off I'm like if I if like if, yeah if I'm not prolapsed constantly <laughs> I just cannot get off so that's not true. That's a joke. <laughs> my Man. my butthole is pristine. <laughs> no, we know. Oh, we know. Do we? We will be posting We're a picture. Post a picture. <laughs> yeah. That's the picture for this week. Yeah. Gorgeous asshole. Yeah. Uh, uh, did that kind of talk? About no, what absolutely. Yeah. I was just curious. Like, it's a very interesting because online it's very hard to have that conversation because, and it's hard it to have is. the conversation of 
anything that's even remotely com- com- uh, confrontational. People have jumped down your because throat. people just want to defend their 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 thing. But I, I think that when you actually have to face someone in a room and acknowledge that thing, I think that the way that we found those nuances is the same way that those conversations would. I go think you have to so. realize you have to be you, kinks are great but you have to be healthy and you have Absolutely. to keep your your own sanity in mind you have right. to like if 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 something is completely absorbing you it's it's not a good fit no matter you know, what it yeah. is like yeah. if you're like there's people whose kinks if, are like diapers like uh that's AD, great that's the awesome ABD, adult baby diaper lovers that's, abdl i did social fine. media for them yeah. for a while it was great weird. love that but uh i mean we got shut down a lot because people thought it was pedophilia well, <laughs> here's the thing but here's it's not the thing. the thing is it's not it's a difference it's between, like if, if you were just doing it as an outlet cool but if it becomes your your whole like you thing you can't go to work because you wear a diaper you're ruining your life you need to relax yeah like here's a great analogy yeah who like who 21 year olds who doesn't drink alcohol right. most of us drink alcohol there's a difference between drinking and having fun yeah. and being an alcoholic yeah. for sure and there if you go that's it no literally it's that simple if you're tipping that simple exactly it's that simple like but i think it's it's it is hard to admit to find that line that that is the problem right right, yeah. right, right. my best friend it's shelby very my best friend shelby from home once said everything in moderation even moderation. Oh, so this has been an extremely light episode. <laughs> uh, if you haven't general. cried, you have no soul. Yeah. yeah. Um, Seth, do you have a joke to go out? <laughs> like to go out? A with the joke. Song? Um, yeah, something funny. Trump Say, administration. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Woof. I don't. Uh, That's Seth, okay. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. This yeah. was incredibly cathartic and fun and I safe. Had Dude, no idea I was gonna cry that hard in this yeah. episode people but don't realize i'm a human just from following me on the online they do think i'm garbage you're just but so perfect I, no it's because i'm absolute internet trash garbage but i am a human <laughs> i'm a human i swear and today i proved it seth i really appreciate you just com- just coming on the show and just being very just open and 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 lovely yeah, yeah. thank you i'd only met you on one time before but it was like this was so nice to yeah. get to know you and talk to you. And this was fun. This it was, was, was a good time. It, it absolutely was. I felt very safe. Um, I'm excited that your listeners, myself included, have like this type of a space to go and hear people have these types of the discussions. And I think you guys are doing good work. And I oh. think that people really benefit from what you do. Fun and seriousness altogether. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. So thank we you hope for so. Me. Where can people find you? You can find me on the on the internet. I'm on the internet. I love the internet. Um, I am on Great. Instagram. So just go on the internet <laughs> and find, just Google. Yeah. Anyway, it, if you find me on Instagram, that's where people usually look for me. I'm much more interesting to look at than to hear talk. Um, <laughs> you have a great, sorry, you have a good speaking voice. Yeah. Thank you. They, okay. Well, I mean, when I say hear talk, I mean type. Okay. Twitter and Facebook. Never mind. Can, gotcha. You can find me on Instagram at Seth Daniel. No S, just Seth Daniel. Mm-hmm. Daniel. Um, Yol. And then you can find me on um, Facebook. I'm Seth Daniel. You can find me on Twitter. I am Seth, D-A-N-I-E-1, because someone else had the L. So wow. I have no one. Should we beat him up? You should absolutely <laughs> troll them. Or is but that Seth? No, follow me on Instagram. That's where you want me. Yeah. Seth Daniel. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, and you can find us at... Um, on, on Instagram yes. at Not Together Podcast, on Twitter at Not Together Cast, and you can email us, guys. We love to hear from you. We really Please do. email us. Um, any so questions, lonely. concerns, comments, anything is so great at Not Together Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and you can find us on Facebook at yeah. 
Not Together podcast. Yeah. And you, you should just be able to type that It's just in. that easy. Just We're very us. approachable. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook um, is so simple in that it's way. It's so yeah. simple. So crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially if something registered for you, if you're like, that's totally wrong. What are you talking about? Right. Like, we love that. Either way, it's great. And if anyone has any, like, I'm I'm actually really political on my Facebook, not on my Instagram. So what? if you guys, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not political on my Instagram because people only want to look at pictures of me. They of don't want to hear what I have to Your say. Your beautiful body. Whatever. God. My body's regular. You're but gorgeous. You gorgeous son of a Nonetheless, if you guys are actually curious about Jewish stuff or international policy or anything that I talked about today, if you if you disagree with me, I love talking to people who have different opinions than me as long as you're respectful and yeah. you're educated. Like, I'm totally down. So please feel free to reach out to me. I would love to have those conversations. Well, thanks for offering that yeah, to our absolutely. listeners. Appreciate it. But um, thank you all for listening to us and for the uh, listening to this. And thank you, Josh, again. Josh! You guys. Ah! Um, Again, uh, I am Zach. And I'm Haley. And we're We're not not together. together. Thanks for listening. We're Not Together is a Reverie original podcast, executive produced by Aaliyah J. Daniels, LaShawn McGee, Chris Rodriguez, and Damian Pelliccione. The show is hosted and produced by Zach Ogle and Haley Manrique. Show is edited by Josh Perkins, and our theme song was composed by Barry Anderson. Download the Reverie app now and use the code TOGETHER, Together for 25% off your first three months.